that's what makes this different is there is significantly less talking and more of the therapist guiding you through in your own mind, in your own imagination, key elements of the story. So we're speeding things up. We're also allowing you a little bit of comfort in that I don't have to speak the words about what happened. I'm just thinking about it, which can be plenty emotional enough. Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We want to remove barriers, answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Folks, welcome back to Counselors Can Help. There's not many days or many shows we get to talk about life-changing, life-altering things. But today is one of those days, and hopefully you'll agree with me once we're done with this show. But I want to talk specifically about trauma therapy because I attended a training, a three-day training session on accelerated resolution therapy. I just finished I'll get into the details of that. Before I do, go to counselorscanhelp.com. That's a place where you can see more resources, see more of the show. And also, just as important as that and important for people in your life, your friends, pass this show along, rate it on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. It does bring people into the show. I hope you've realized if you listen to the show by now, I don't advertise. I don't have advertisements that run to bring in X amount of revenue, that kind of stuff. And so I do this personally as a labor of love, and I just want the show to grow and people to experience why we're doing the show. So if you feel like you're getting something out of it, please feel free to take part in that and just pass it along to someone who you think this could benefit. So why this show? What's the point about talking about trauma therapy and specifically accelerated resolution therapy or ART? What I want people to understand is... Many times we think of trauma as a really serious, like near-death experience. And when we look into clinical disorders in our DSM manual for diagnosis, it does include very specific things for having post-traumatic stress disorder in the manual. If you'd be diagnosed with that, there's some very specific criteria about what trauma looks like. We don't have to do that in therapy. It's up to you, really, to decide what trauma was or what spot in your life did things change and you want to address that somehow. So specifically what I mean is this. Do I need trauma therapy? Do I need to do anything like this that sounds like trauma therapy? What I want people to know is if you look back into your life and you think about events or times in your life and you think, well, I think about this occasionally. It does make me upset when I do think about it. But it doesn't really change my life. That was then, this is now. I don't think it affects me. Well, then you're probably okay. Then I don't think this is something that you would need to seek out because everybody has those things in their life. And if that's how you see it, then you're probably in okay shape. What I tend to tell people is we want to address trauma specifically when things happen in your life where you know it did change your life, you know you think about it often, and when you do think about it, it does change how you are. It changes the person that you are. It changes things about your life that you wish were different. Maybe it has you stuck, not being able to do certain activities or certain things that you find are now undoable. Your life has changed. If that is how you look at these events or times in your life, then you could probably benefit some, from some sort of trauma therapy. Now, specifically with some of these trauma therapies, I know that people are hesitant to come in to address trauma because they feel like 
it's going to be this long, torturous process. I've been trying my whole life to forget about this thing. I just want somebody to help me forget about this thing. Give me a pill, knock me out, uh, tell me a few words, whatever it is. Make this thing go away. And that attitude, that fatigue of dealing with this issue can also lead to very destructive patterns in their life. Those destructive patterns can be alcohol, drug usage, avoidance, incredible lack of sleep, you name it, their life is starting to go off the rails and they're just trying to keep this thing at bay and they're honestly not doing a very good job of it. Um, if they were, that the thing would be gone. It would be outside of their vision, but it doesn't. It stays in their vision. So this is what tends to happen when people are stuck in a trauma or stuck in a memory. They tend to not want to come in to get help or get therapy on it because they feel now this is going to be the opposite of what they've been doing for years and years. I'm going to now have to discuss it. I'm going to have to bring this thing out in the open, talk about it for weeks and weeks and months and months, and just sort of live in this thing. I don't want to do that. That sounds like torture. Understandable, right? Who would want to sign up for that? And I think the VA has done studies on that. They tried a sort of a version of this with exposure with veterans, and one of the things they found is people generally drop out of the program. They just can't take the day in, day out, reliving the thing. Again, that's very un understandable, right? So clinicians, folks like me, uh, have always been looking for ways to speed this process up or make it more survivable or more accessible to the general public because no one wants to sign up for endless days and weeks and months of rehashing their stuff. So now what's happened, what's exciting in this field is there are a lot of new therapies that have come on board that try to accomplish just what I've, I've said. They try to get to resolving this trauma or changing how you see the trauma in a very quick, much more survivable, much more uh, livable fashion. One to two sessions, three to four sessions, being able to make massive change in how they see this event. So this is what many of these therapies are intended to do. So what I want to talk specifically a little bit about today is accelerated resolution therapy or ART. And if you're a client of mine, we will be discussing this. We'll be discussing, are you a good candidate for this? What I will say about ART, and I'm just going to use that reference the, the rest of the show, I can't give all the details on this show about what ART looks like. What, you know, and, and what it claims to do and what I believe it can do is, again, keep these trauma therapy sessions much more compact and uh, down in numbers. So what you thought could have been weeks, months, or years of going through stuff can take a couple of sessions, perhaps. So that's exciting. That's good. We want more of that, right? And you may say, well, how does that work? How, how is that possible? Well, like I said, I can't give all the details of what we do in session because there are some proprietary things that go on in session, and it's not, my, it's not mine to give, right? This belongs to someone who created this, and so I can't give out the details of exactly how the thing works on the air. But the idea is to give you enough information for that you to say, hey, I want to look into this. I'm going to ask my therapist about this. I want to seek someone out who can do this because I'm interested in what this can give me. Now, you may say, well, am I a good candidate for this or what is a good outcome of success for this kind of thing. And what it, the predictor 
is motivation. Are you ready to resolve something? Are you tired of thinking about this thing? Are you tired of thinking about it in in that way? So that's really the key thing that you need to understand about any therapy, really. This one specifically is you want to be highly motivated and just open to how you would get that. What makes this resolution therapy different is in general, um, and again, if you want to know specific details about the therapy itself, I would recommend that you go to acceleratedresolutiontherapy.com. On that website, they will give out specific questions that you may have about what is art, how does it work, and there is a TED Talk from the founder who uh, will describe what the therapy does, and there's three or four testimonials of folks that have done the therapy, so you can listen to their words and listen to how it affected them. So there is a a resource to go and and have a look at that. So if you're going to be having this therapy done or you're interested, I'd recommend going to that resource because you want to understand what it is. Why is that important? Why do we care about you understanding what this is? It it does take a little bit of cooperation, and it is a little bit of a, a time factor that is going to be an issue in your sessions. And what I mean is this. Many therapist sessions are 53 minutes. Some people do 90-minute sessions. If you're doing a 90-minute session, there's nothing wrong with coming in sort of clean, have never heard of this before, want to address trauma, really don't have a lot of information, and you can kind of learn what you need, say yes to it, and get it all done in 90 minutes. One shot. 53-minute sessions, a little different story. It takes a little bit of prep, a little bit of you understanding what it is, because we don't want to be going through that conversation all over again once we sit down to do our work. We want to kind of get right into it, you know, maybe say hello, a few things like that, and really get right into it, because we're talking about a, you know, 45-minute session is pretty typical. It may go a little longer, a little shorter. So we certainly don't want to run out of time. We don't want to be rushed because of time and make a different decision. So we want to make sure we have sufficient time to get the work done. So that's why if your therapist does 53-minute sessions, which many do, you may think it's an hour, but it's really 53 minutes. Maybe people may are surprised to learn that. Um, it's important that you have a little bit of prep done. So that could be the session prior. Maybe you talk to your therapist about it in your session, and you discuss the merits of this and see if they're trained and recommend it for you. And if so, you're all ready to go. Next session you come in, you get down to work. That's one way of go, going about it. Another way of getting some information on this is listening, doing just what you're doing now, listening to what I'm saying, listening to what it is I need to understand about this, understand the time idea, and say, okay, I'm much more willing to say no or yes to this type of therapy because I have a little bit more information. What makes this different, what you need to understand about why is this different, is this also this time factor of we don't want to spend weeks and months digging down into every detail and talking through all the different scenarios. So you may, in your typical view of therapy, think how can we possibly get all this done in one session? I could barely even explain to the therapist what happened. I'd have to give them all the backstories, this person, that person, you name it. I've got to be able to get through that. We've got to talk about that. I'm going to get emotional probably. There's no possible way we could do that in, that, in this time frame. And that's what makes this different is there is significantly less talking and more of the therapist guiding you through in your own mind, in your own imagination, 
key elements of the story and then replacing key elements with different ways to um, think about different parts of the story. So we're allowing a lot of this work to happen internally, which is good for a number of reasons. One, it speeds things way up. We can do things in one session we couldn't possibly do if we were talking about every thought and it was a, a dialogue like you're sort of perhaps used to in, in numerous therapies perhaps that you've been to. So we're speeding things up. We're also allowing you a little bit of comfort in that I don't have to speak the words about what happened. I'm just thinking about it, which can be plenty emotional enough, by the way. If you're like me, I can hold an idea or a thought. It does make me sad. But if I do have to speak the words or speak about it, that's when I start crying, essentially. I, it's, it's just hard for me to verbalize that stuff when I'm in that state. And that is another way this slows things down is because now I have to explain what's going on. I'm going to start getting emotional and I'm not going to just start blubber talking, right? I don't want to do that. So me personally, I'm going to stop and wait for the emotion to pass before I can say something. Again, time, time passes. We're you're slowing things down. This technique is a way of speeding a lot of that up because we aren't talking about things. There is a possibility that you could get emotional, and we have a plan for that. We have a way of addressing that, which, again, you could see in some of the examples and the things on the website. And certainly if you have questions about that, I would talk to your therapist about exactly how that would be handled. So we are going to help you through that. We are going to help you learn to see the event in a much less emotional way. We're doing that with your imagination. We're helping you with that. We're guiding you through that. How we do that is, uh, like I said, your therapist would show you exactly how that works. So hopefully I've given you a little bit of an information or a little teaser into what the thing is, would you be a good candidate, what is trauma specifically, and you can at least get a sense of, is this right for me, is this good for me, what, what should I do here? Another way to think about it, if you think, well, I don't have that big trauma thing or you know, that kind of thing. Um, maybe you do. Uh, maybe think back. And there's a lot of, again, a lot of ways that we think of trauma before that maybe you've never thought of the word trauma when it comes to this or that event. But things like, I am a cancer survivor. That is trauma. Uh, it's trauma because when you get through cancer, you now, for many could be weeks, months, years down the line, worry every time you get a new pain in your body. Oh, that must be new cancer. This must be the one that's going to get me. You know, your mind, I'm speaking myself personally, my mind starts to go into those places. And that's calmed way down in recent years. And I hope to perhaps use this therapy to even help that even more. But uh, you can see how that can be a trauma. People who have had panic attacks, that is a trauma. No doubt about it. You are now very much afraid of the new panic attack. We don't know exactly why the panic attack started, but that event right there is a trauma that we would want to look into because you're now not able to go to the places you want to go. You're now not able to do the things you used to do because you're fending off a new trauma. So you have now built this new lifestyle around avoidance, etc. So panic can be seen as a trauma. Now that you've seen a couple examples of that, there can be much 
less heavy versions, I guess, when you tell the story from those that would have just given you, but any number of things can happen that you perceived as a trauma. It could be the way you were treated in a certain event. It could be one event just being bullied in school. Lots of different ways that trauma can occur that do not involve a medical assistant, a trip to the emergency room, etc. And like I said, a key thing to remember is, is this a trauma that has affected me? Have I changed my life because of it? Do I think of it often? And when I do think of it, I wind up stuck in that memory. I wind up sort of wasting time, avoiding things, not doing what I really want to do because I'm constantly getting bogged down in this thing. So if you recognize those are parts of your life that maybe could use some work and maybe you've done a little bit of work on these things. It's been slow going. There are a lot of ways you can open up this and other ways of therapy just by unlocking that specific trauma or event or story that you now can see that in a much less emotional way. You're much more likely to perhaps make some changes or address other things in your life now because this sort of key has been unlocked, if you will. So I hope I've given you some idea of what trauma is or what trauma therapy can be. Are you a good candidate? Again, motivation is a key factor. Do you want to get rid of this thing? And what this looks like, why it's different, why art could be useful for you. So if you are interested in this, like I said, the action here would be to see the website, acceleratedresolutiontherapy.com, all one word. You can get specific information for that. It can also help you find a therapist who is qualified or trained in this. And you can answer some questions that you may have about the therapy itself. We're all trying to get you a little bit of pre-knowledge because, again, the time factor. If you go into a session with your therapist and it's 53 minutes, it may take 10, 20, 30 minutes to just cover this stuff. It's too late. We can't really recover all that time and do a proper session. So worst case, it's not the end of the world, honestly, but you're just going to wait another week, two weeks, four weeks, whenever your next appointment is to then do the therapy session, and we're ready with you understand what we're going to do, you've said yes to it, you're motivated, and off we go. So there's nothing wrong with not saying yes to the thing and coming in and just talk to your therapist in general about it because you're interested. But if you are interested in doing the therapy and maybe meeting someone for the first time or saying, huh, we've been doing some therapy sessions with my therapist, and I know this person is trained in it. I'm really motivated to do this thing now. They may be motivated to help you with that, or you can reach out to them or whatever it is to make sure they're ready when when you come in for the next session to have you sign a document perhaps or answer any questions you may have, and then just get right at it and make sure we can get it done in, in the time that's allotted. Folks, I want to emphasize a couple of points here. My confidence on Art is not based on theoretical knowledge or attending a conference and reviewing a bunch of papers and getting into the weeds about how this thing may or may not work. We experience the therapy real time. We don't engage in a whole lot of psychological jibber-jabber. A conference or a training like this, we're given what we need and helped by some certainly great trainers, but we do the therapy ourselves. We experience it ourselves. We experience it as the client. We experience it as a therapist numerous times. We work on our own stuff. So I've experienced this firsthand, 
and I do have a belief and trust in this system. Do I know exactly how these parts work, how this is all pulled together by the mind to speed this process up? No, I do not. I don't think anyone really does. There's some, some great theories and some ideas, I think, of why this works. One of them is the sense that we are keeping things in a visual realm. We're not getting bogged down into a lot of thought and thinking our way out of deep holes. But I can't say how this whole thing works. I do know that it is, or I, what I've experienced, is it is quite effective. And I do believe it is what is needed for many of my clients, if not all of my clients, on some level or another. So I would encourage every client that I see to consider this at least part of our therapy process. So I just want to bring your awareness to this therapy, to this new way of thinking, and why is this important? Why could this be life-changing stuff here? I guess I'll end on that. This can be incredibly life-changing because this can open up new ways to think about everything, honestly. This can be a way to open up your relationships. It can be a way to open up the jobs, the career you never pursued. It can be a way to open up how you interact with other people and just allow yourself to be less emotional in those moments, be less avoidant, which will then allow you to pursue other things or pursue other therapies to then get training or teaching on, again, resolution stuff. We've talked a lot about conflict on this show. This is a huge deal with conflict. If you are constantly sort of running in the red on your emotions, it's very hard to ever resolve conflict because you just are not in the right mindset to do it. If there's been trauma regarding conflict or regarding relationships or anything like that, you can see how that can get in the way of relationships because you can't approach those conversations in the mindset that you really want to be. You really want to be more relaxed, more open-minded when you're resolving conflict, and you can't do that if you're constantly triggered or in this sort of fight-or-flight mindset that trauma can bring on. So this is a hopefully a motivation to you to say, hmm, maybe I don't have an event per se that got me in the emergency room, but it, my life has changed. Or another way to think about it is I have an event or things that I don't seem to do very well in my life. I seem to get very emotional. I seem to get very angry in these situations. And I want to work on that. I don't really understand why that is. I maybe have tried in the past to resolve anger, etc. It hasn't worked. Conflict, you name it. Addiction. Uh, I don't like the way I feel. I feel like I'm depressed, worried a lot. There's a lot of ways to go at this with these new therapies in mind that could perhaps shorten down the amount of time it takes to get the work done. Uh, another reason why these therapies are or can be quite fast acting is it is definitely training you and you learning how to be more visual and thinking of visual images and using those in your mind to sort of change how you see different situations. So it's, it's might be a, a different way of thinking and it might be a very much a process that you can learn and apply in your life to many different situations. So that's the beauty of art is it's, it's offered as a trauma therapy, which it can do quite well, but it also can open up many other aspects of your life that you can use art for. So that's the motivation to undertake this. But this is how I see it is I want you to sort of understand what it is, why we would do it, what's it for, and a little bit about the 
what's going to be done. The specific details about what you have to do, I would cover with you in session, and they're, they're pretty straightforward. It does involve a little bit of eye movement and a little bit of things that are different than what you've seen before. Again, you could go to the website for information on that and hopefully answer your questions there. So best of luck to you. I hope this has been a helpful show on trauma therapies, art in specific, but just trauma in general and encouraging you to see a counselor in your local area or one that you've been seeing to get motivated to address these things because they may not be as painful or traumatic in its own way as you may have thought and hopefully will open up something beautiful in your life to make further change or just enhance your life in, in any way you would like. So with that, I'll end. Join us next time on Counselors Can Help. Our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help. We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself through a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.